Welcome back to the Knox Pride Podcast. I'm Matt, and I'm joined by my co-host, James. Hi, James. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm tired today. Yeah. I just feel like today was the first day back from a long like holiday weekend, and it's just, it was a long day at work. It wasn't. A, I worked all weekend. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. No holiday for me. Oh, well... Uh, welcome. I was part of corporate America, so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I, I don't did. mind working. I love both my jobs, and I had to take some time off recently for moving, so I was glad to be able to catch back up. Yeah, because the last episode you were right. You're about to move. Yeah, and now you it's done. You're done moving. Yep. Well, I'm done moving. <laughs> it's still, still the unpacking yeah, process. Not done unpacking. That's the horrible part. 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 That was real country of me. Part. That's the horrible part of. About moving is yeah. the unpacking. I love to pack. I hate to unpack. Oh, I don't like any of it. I don't. I would rather just everything I own fit in one backpack. But that's not who I am anymore. You can. You can just only keep like two shirts, two pairs of pants, and just call it a and day. And my cat. <laughs> yeah, and Midge. Still Midge in there. We did it. We've been doing uh, quite a bit recently. At the center, we're in the middle of like all of the things that go into the last month before pride fest but we did uh recently take a trip uh which was really fun it was me and you and jd and your husbands matt and dustin we john and dustin oh you are matt i am matt (laughs) uh and we took a trip to maggie valley for dustin's birthday it was super fun i really liked it even though we were like the only queer people except for the exception like maybe two or three others i don't know that that's true there might have been a few others, but what I, I did feel, visibly queer. What I did feel while we were there that weekend was that nobody cared. It I, no, like it yeah. felt like everybody was just there, like relaxing and living their own lives, and nobody really cared if you were queer or yeah, whatever. Um, my, I love that we obviously the whole weekend, but that first night we were there and we got to see that band performing yeah yeah we went to dinner at a place called meadowlark it was a a motel that they've kind of redone a la schitt's creek and the dinner was delicious and they said that there was a speakeasy in the basement and uh we went to check that out i knew it was going to be cool because the bartender brought our drinks up to the restaurant and she just was like she just looked cool yeah she looked like she worked at like the restaurant in True Blood or something. I was like, <laughs> her name was Sarah. She was very cool. She made very good drinks. Yes, she did. So we went down and there was a band there and they were taking their first break when we got there. And then they started playing shortly after we got our first drinks. And it was, they were called um, Adrian and the Oracles. They're out of Asheville. Yeah. And uh, it was cool. It was a very cool vibe. I had a couple drinks, which I don't usually do. Yeah. But they were so fancy and they tasted so good. I think the whole atmosphere there was just perfect. Yeah, it was cool. And then we went to uh, North Carolina's oldest gem mine the next day. And we uh, we dug in dirt and water and <laughs> collected Harvested rocks, our own gems. Harvested our own <laughs> gems. It was, I re- I think that was probably my it favorite. It was cool. It was beautiful. Part. It was so beautiful. And there was like a really nice light breeze all morning while we were there. It was and perfect. It, just, it was very perfect. And that was like the first time I went putt-putting. 
in a long time. Oh, yeah, we did. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at mini golf. JD, did you like the mini golf? I did. I had a lot of fun. JD's here with us, too, as always. Yeah, I think that was just the best weekend. Yeah, ever. I really enjoyed Little Switzerland. It was really It cute. was super that cute. That little bookstore was really awesome. It, it was only missing a cat, although there might have been a cat in there. There was a lot of nooks and crannies in that bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the one place we went that had a vegan option for me. <laughs> it did have a vegan option, but uh, uh, more than one of the businesses in those small mountain towns that we visited, we, we basically went like all over the Blue Ridge Mountains and yeah. that part of the Smoky Mountains. And quite a bit of those businesses had equality stickers on the front door. You're right. And so, I mean, I, was, I wasn't uncomfortable anywhere we went, and everyone just seemed to be having a nice time and enjoying themselves. And I would definitely go back. I think that it's much slower paced than some of the places that we visited, and I yeah. really liked that. <laughs> like, I really liked that there wasn't really much to do after a certain time because then that meant we just went back to the cabin and relaxed and that yeah. was really nice and it was a good time. I'm looking forward to more of those trips. Yeah. All of us together. And I'm fairly certain that both evenings, all of us were in bed before 11, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, I love to go on trips that are jam packed with adventure and things like that. But a lot of times you get back from those vacations needing a vacation, you know, yeah. but I didn't feel that I, I actually felt like relaxed and rejuvenated after the the weekend that we took. So highly recommend Maggie Valley, especially if you want something a little slower paced. Yeah. Well, James, this is our second our second part or two parter of. Yeah. Yeah. We promised you guys we'd talk about the 2000s. And this is where it gets fun. Yeah. And this is interesting because we're kind of, we've given given ourselves like a 2000 to like 2009 time range yeah. for this stuff. And JD and I met in 2001. So what? we, yeah. So we, I mean, almost that entire time frame we we spent together. So we probably can't talk about a lot of the things that we did in that <laughs> first decade of the 2000s, not on this podcast anyway, but you know, we can talk about the fact that for Christmas one year, he bought me a Virgin mobile cell phone. It was like candy apple red. And, Love that. Uh, it, it was my fanciest cell phone at the time. I loved the 2000s because I, I remember it. You, were finally, <laughs> you finally got to go to school. Yeah, I got to do things in the 2000s. You, you finally got into the fifth grade or whatever. How, how old were you in 2000? I was seven. Jesus. So I was in first grade, second grade maybe. Wow. Yeah. Your friendship we're, is we're old. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Is, the, the early 2000s looked a lot different than... For for us than it did for you, that's for sure. Yeah, I feel like this episode is going to be a very contrast of um, <laughs> all three of us in our lifestyles at the time. Yeah, did you make a little list? I made a little well, list. Well, of course I did. <laughs> I haven't even looked at yours. Uh, this is actually a, a <laughs> continuous from last week's or uh, last episode because I just made it all together because it was supposed to be one episode, and oh, so. Okay. I did the same thing. I went through movies and TV shows and toys. I already I already see that on your list is like Hannah Montana and Dora the Explorer. And on my list was like, I don't even know what's on my list, but it's not Dora the Explorer. <laughs> well, because mine, I started off watching Dora and then it ended up with me watching 
Hannah Montana. And I actually stuff did. Like that. Well, okay, so let's talk about like the t- the television. Let's look at what you got because actually, I had a group of friends in the early two thousands. We were all like college age or a little older, and for some reason, we were obsessed with the Disney Channel. Well, Disney Channel had all the best TV shows and movies in the early two thousands. We were also very obsessed with the N and specifically Degrassi. Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started because Degrassi was Should we my do, favorite show. I feel like we could do an entire Degrassi episode. We did. I, I didn't even put that on my list, but we I have seen the first probably like eight seasons of Degrassi. I've seen every episode of for sure. I think I watched it up until the original cast members started to go away i watched it way past that and then netflix acquired it and they did like three or four seasons and i watched that too was it good i mean it was degrassi just recycled the same storylines every like three years because they were assuming that their viewers had aged out and weren't watching anymore so they nobody would notice that they were giving no they had fans (laughs) there was fans of degrassi yeah we i loved it and of course the biggest export from degrassi won aubrey drake yeah drake although (laughs) what's her jimmy i mean is he the biggest there are lots of people that were on degrassi before they were super famous and i will say drake is probably the (laughs) famous person that came out of degrassi All right. I guess Who was your favorite character fair. in Degrassi, Jess? <laughs> well, first of all, I also want to point out that the Degrassi that we're talking about is was the either second or third iteration of Degrassi. There, really? Yeah, there was. I there were Degrassi came out in like the late seventies. I did not I know think. that. It was a pub, like a public television, like a, yeah, yeah. It was, and uh, so well, like now. so like on the the series that we're discussing, like. Emma's mom yeah. was on the original Degrassi. Really? Um, principal, what's the principal's name? It was one of the teachers, Shepherd? right? Spike. <clears throat> Spike. Like, yeah. yeah, he eventually became the principal. Yeah. Um, he was one of the original characters. Same actors, too. That's so crazy. <laughs> I did not yeah. know that. But it was presented very much in a, like, kind of, every episode was, had, was somewhat of, like, an after-school special type, you know, feeling to it because it was educational in some way. But yeah. They, they ditched that with the, yeah. the, re, like the relaunch of it. And actually, in the original Degrassi, Emma's mom is pregnant with her. So I guess technically Emma's in the original Degrassi as well. Well, how about that? Um, I want to go back and find these now. Who is my favorite Degrassi character? I mean, I loved Marco. Yeah. I was very excited that there was like queer teen representation in that so early in the 2000s because there wasn't really, I don't remember any queer teen representation in the 90s, honestly. I mean, if, if there was, it, it was like queer coded and they didn't just like outright, you know, there were a few I'm sure, but yeah, but I was always a Paige fan. I loved the, the roller coaster that was Paige's character arc. Yeah. (laughs) I did like Paige. I really liked, I don't know, I really liked Liberty. I thought Liberty's yeah. character was really good. Yeah, but I try. I tend to forget about Liberty because I've blocked out JT completely because it was That was so, traumatizing. Spoiler alert. <laughs> After like six seasons, they kill one of like probably the nicest and like most yeah. well-liked characters of, of Degrassi. We cannot... We cannot talk for 20 minutes about Degrassi. We have, to, <laughs> we have to move on. But yeah, my group of friends, like, I think it might have been because we were that the last generation. I, I mentioned this in the 90s episode. 
we didn't have regular access to the Disney Channel in the 90s. It was like extra. So we only got to watch it when they would do like a free preview weekend. Yeah. And so I think that's why we were so obsessed with those early 2000s Disney shows because they were accessible to us. Yeah. We love like we would every Wednesday night before karaoke, we would all watch Hannah Montana or whatever. And like when the DCOMs came out, like we had a Wendy Wu homecoming warrior party. Like I love watch that. party because we were so we and we were like in our mid 20s, you know, early mid 20s at the time. But I love that. We love that. That's so Raven. I love that. So Raven. So I, I probably will say Hannah Mon- of Disney, Hannah Montana, Lizzie McGuire. And that's a Raven were like yeah. my favorite shows growing up. You didn't watch Even Stevens? I liked Even Stevens. It wasn't like a major show for me, but that's a Raven was probably my favorite. It sounded like you're saying Raven. That's so Raven. So <laughs> it's got a little accent today. But also Wizards of Waverly Place. I really enjoyed that one. I feel like Wizard of Waverly Place was a little bit later than the, than the other ones, right? Yeah, it came out in 2007 where Hannah Montana... I guess Hannah Montana was 2006, even Stevens oh, 2000. They were about the right time. Uh, for some reason, we didn't really watch Wizard of Waverly Place. I just love Selena Gomez and her older brother. <sighs> I don't remember what his name was, but he I, is was, gorgeous. I remember, yeah. I was like... A, when I watch those shows, I always identify with the weird best friend. So like... Harper from Wizards of Waverly Place like was like who I didn't, or like Chelsea from That's So Raven. Like those were the people that I identified with. I really like Chelsea because I think it's because she was so quirky. Like that's why I liked her. I guess same thing with Harper. They were, they were pretty similar in the, character. The um, actress that plays Chelsea was in Knoxville around Christmas time. Like this past Christmas? Yeah. Why? She was singing with like um this touring show that <laughs> that sang Disney songs. It was like a Christmas Disney touring show. I don't know. And I'm she mad was, that we didn't get to watch that. It. We should have went. <laughs> we should have went. We're barely into this, and it's already time for a break, Matt. Okay. Well, we'll come. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We have so much more Movies, to go through. Toys. We're gonna talk about the infamous whale tail again, probably. That I just learned about. All right. So <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Hey, Matt. Hey, James. Do you like having fun? Yeah. Do you like meeting new people? Absolutely. Do you like pouring your heart out into a room full of complete strangers? You have no idea. What about being in bed by 9.30? Now we're talking. I've got the perfect event for you. Join me every Wednesday night at South Press from 6 to 9 for karaoke. Presented by South Press and Knox Pride. So I was, yes, watching children's shows as an adult in the early 2000s, but I was also watching, like, grown-ass people television, okay. <laughs> which you probably were not watching, hopefully. You, you may be surprised. <laughs> I was actually one of those teenagers and kids, well, I guess not really a teenager, a kid, watching inappropriate shows beyond my age limit, and I really got into them. One in particular that we're going to talk about Queer as Folk? Queer as Folk uh, was an eye-opener for me because 
it was just was a that lot. the first was that the first time you saw gay people on TV? Uh no, there was a, we talked about this in previous episodes. It was the one queer character that was in uh, Real World. Can't remember oh, his name. Oh, Pedro. Pedro. I'm, he was the first person I've seen that was queer. But Queer as Folk was, I guess that really at the time was really the only show that had almost all queer people. In I it. thought you were going to say full nudity. <laughs> well, that, but also that. <laughs> but also that. Um, but it was the first show that was primarily queer people. And for the time, for the time frame, 2000s when it came out. Which it started in 2000. In 2000. That's the first thing I really remember being event television for my friend group as well. Oh, like, I guess that's true. Like, like gathering every yeah. week to watch. Yeah. We used to do a lot of that. True Blood was another one that we would all get together and watch. I think that was probably a little bit after this time frame, though. Yeah. I never watched True Blood, I don't think. It's good. Uh, I mean, it's bad, but it's good. <laughs> All of the shows that I watch now or watched whenever I was, like, a young adult, like, probably, like, early 20s, mid-20s, was all the shows that were, that came out during the 2000s. Oh, okay. James, I'm giving you free license to talk about True Blood because it came out in 2008. Okay. Okay. There we go. Yeah. They're rebooting it, too. Haven't they made, like, like spinoffs of True Blood? No. I don't think so. Or is it was it still going on? Recently? I mean, I think True Blood was like eight seasons. It went went to 2014. Really? Yeah. I feel uh, maybe there's just other shows that are similar to yeah, True that Blood that it. I'm that I'm thinking of. Are you thinking Vampire Diaries because that did maybe. have spinoffs? Okay, maybe I am thinking of Vampire Diaries. Yeah. What else did I watch? Gossip Girl. <laughs> we were JD and I were both big fans of Gossip Girl yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh I had books too. I mean okay. there were like all kinds of Gossip Girl books and I had a lot of them. I never really watched any of the Gossip Girls either. So good. My old roommates did and they loved it. I remember when I think the second season came out on DVD because I was still buying a lot of physical media back then. I went to every store in Knoxville trying to find the box set. Ended up having to go to the Kmart, which is no longer on Broadway. It was the only place in town that had it. Wow. Okay, Kmart. What did we used to pay for an entire season of something on DVD? Like 45 bucks, 50 bucks? 50 to $60 usually. And that's crazy to think about for that time frame being that much. Because now it's well into over $100 for not even maybe not even for the complete series. It's just like maybe half the series for that much money. I have, speaking of Queer as Folk, here in the studio slash Pride Center, (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, every season of it on DVD. Somebody donated it to us. Well, I love that. We should should watch that. Let's do a rewatch podcast. I mean, we it wouldn't could. be bad. I would. I'm going to assume that a lot of it probably didn't age very well. Oh but no! I wouldn't be mad about that. We could do that. I feel like a lot of television from the early 2000s didn't age very well. Yeah. One of them, uh, which I have on the list, which was one of my favorite ones, The Office, and How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother was probably one of my favorite shows Here's ever. Here's the thing: you also have the Big Bang Theory on here. 
And How I Met Your Mother and The Big Bang Theory are two television shows that I don't particularly like, but somehow I'm pretty sure I've seen every episode of. Because I it would just be on in the background all the time. Yeah, and they would play episode after episode after episode. That's how I got into it, and then it just yeah. became available on like Netflix I did, or whatever. I did enjoy a lot of How I Met Your Mother, and I liked How I Met Your Father until I heard that Megan Trainer was going to be on it, and then I had to stop watching it. She was in one episode. Spoiler in, alert, one I think episode. she was in two episodes. Okay, but it to the equivalent of maybe two to three minutes together. We can't have this discussion right now. I'm sorry I brought it up. Well, I'm also because I'm sad because I don't know if, if you know this or if our listeners have know this, that it got canceled. Oh. And I'm depressed. I'm sorry. Because I love Hillary Duff. I do love Hillary Duff, but the universe just has something else for her, Matt. Well, I'm still waiting for this Lizzie McGuire reboot. I know they did a Zoe one oh one reboot, but they haven't done a Lizzie McGuire reboot yet. Come on. I know. You're gonna bring her into this. You're gonna bring Jamie, Jamie Lynn, Lynn Spears. Ugh, gross. Cowbells. Cowbells came out in the in yes, the it early did. aughts. I love Cowbells. Well, we love Allie, Allie and AJ, so of course we love Cowbells. Um did you ever watch Spy Kids? Yeah. I love those movies. Speaking of Megan Trainer. Well, her husband was in, <laughs> in the movies. Right, and I used to like him, too, until he married Megan Trainer. You just really don't like her, do you? <laughs> nope. Is she going to cancel us? Is she going to find out about this podcast? <laughs> She's <laughs> probably going to write a song about it that sounds like something you'd hear on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, ev- everybody, uh, James thinks that Megan the Trainer, her Megan aesthetic... The, Megan, Megan the Trainer. The trainer. <laughs> I will only ever refer to her as Megan the Trainer from now on. <laughs> James thinks that Megan Trainer belongs on, she is fit for cruise ships. I just, my opinion is that she is just mediocre. And it's, uh, it literally is cruise ship entertainment to me. It's just palatable for everybody. I agree. She might be a fine person, but. I mean, I wouldn't call her, like, one of my favorite artists, but she's good. To me, she's good, but... It's okay for people to like her. That's just my opinion on and her. And I was just giving mine. It's not like yeah. I'm trying to have a a, a debate o- her, o- over Megan the Trainer In her 2000s episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, fun fact, in her house, in the bathroom, they have toilets, two toilets that are next to one another so that her and her husband can poop together. Okay. That is almost... That is worse than couples who sit on the same side of the booth together. If you're in, if you are in a two-person relationship, there is no need for you to sit on the same side of the booth together. What other... Wait, do you have It's Always Sunny? Always Sunny in Philadelphia started in 2005, and they're still making... Still making. So they're almost at 20 years. Yeah. I didn't realize until recently that they were still making episodes. I've never watched it. I know that it's something that I would enjoy. I just haven't ever watched it. I don't really watch a lot of... I'm I'm sure they're streaming, but I don't really watch a lot of, like, cable television anymore. Like, I don't... I guess because we don't have cable, we don't really watch stuff that comes on it. I think, you know, talking about the 2000s and television, Always Sunny is good because it's an FX show. And FX had a lot of big shows in there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Where did Veronica Mars air? 
Was that UPN? It was WB. Was it WB? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't put that on my list. We love... JD and I also love Veronica Mars. Have you ever watched Veronica Mars? I think I watched... I think the only thing I've watched of Veronica Mars was the movie. Oh, it probably didn't make a lot of sense to you then. It didn't. Yeah. I watched it, but it didn't make sense. I was just like, oh, okay. You said with Kristen Bell. She's she's in all of it. She's in all of it. Oh, is she in the TV show as well? Yeah, she is Veronica Mars. She is Veronica Mars. (laughs) Okay, well, I've only watched the movie. (laughs) I think I feel like Veronica Mars is the first time we saw Kristen Bell, right? Sure. I'm not I'm not sure of her of her biography. <laughs> Dang. Feisty. Um, you know another show I liked in the 2000s? Are you going to say The Office? No. Good. The Hills. Oh yeah. I uh, you know the best part about like that whole franchise The Hills and then what came after The Hills? First it was the the Laguna Beach Laguna Beach and then the hills the hill the best part of the hills that's when she worked for Kelly Catrone right yeah yeah that Kelly Catrone was the best part of that whole franchise she was intense yes she was an intense boss but but I don't I read I read her biography and Kelly Catrone is like beast she is like, yeah yeah it, in the show she was not holding back yeah she didn't care if there was a camera crew there. No. And the whole world cared so much about Spidey. Is that what they called him? Spencer and Heidi. Spidey. Oh <laughs> I I hated Spencer. Hate is a strong word, but I hated Spencer. I mean, he was a D-bag, but... He still is a D-bag, probably. I feel like time has been kind to him. I think he was probably just being a D-bag because he was young and MTV was like, we'd get more ratings if you were a D-bag. <laughs> I mean... You think that's why Heidi stuck with him for so long? Because he was a D-bag? Or because he wasn't really, and she knew that he was just doing it for the cameras. Did you like Heidi? Or Lauren Moore? Heidi. Over Heidi correct and Lauren? Answer. No, I mean, if you're asking Heidi and Lauren, but if you're asking in general, Adrena. Adrena. Okay. <laughs> Adrena was... God love her. She... I don't have know. You ever, have you ever seen Sorority Row? I did, and she was in that. <laughs> she is... She is the victim in that. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she, but see, yeah, she lasted probably like a whole what thirty minutes into that movie. I don't even think it was that far into it. Yeah. I mean, she was deceased. Yeah, deceased. Okay, here's a real question for you for about the hills, Lauren, or oh god, what was her name? Her foe in the show. Oh, I don't. Kristen remember. Cavallari. Oh. Kristen or Lauren? Are we talking about them and their personalities or their Target clothing lines? Them and their personalities. <laughs> Kristen. Yeah. I think Kristen was much more interesting. Probably. I will say she was much more interesting. I, I don't know. I guess I kind of clicked more with Lauren because I knew at the time that Kristen was just being a, a B word. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think that was, um, that was one of the first shows I, I remember watching. As a young adult, like when it aired. Yeah. And that was one of my favorites. If we're talking early 2000s reality show, we've already talked about my favorites on this podcast more yeah. than once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more Survivor than and Big Brother, for sure. But what about American Idol? Did you guys watch American Idol? I watched that first season, like, I mean, because that was the first time they, other than like Star Search, which was all kinds of, entertainment 
It was, I mean, that was the first reality singing competition, and I was riveted. I still think Kelly Clarkson was a plant, and they knew she had a really good voice, but... Speaking of, you know, actually, I think it was 21 years ago yesterday, she won Oh, is that what it was? was? Because we were chilling at home, and um, I was scrolling through Facebook, and it happened to pop up that... I was like, okay, let me just Google it, because I know Facebook likes to tell lies. And she actually did win on September the 4th. Oh, wow. I mean, a deserved win, but I think that they, I think that, I don't know. I think that it was, a lot of it was planned, but um, I loved that first season. And I was so excited when she won. And then they did that movie. She and Justin Gorini did, what was it? To Justin. From Justin to Kelly. With love. With love. And also, wasn't Michelle Williams in that? From Destiny's Child? The only thing I know that she was in. Did I make that up? Was Michelle Williams in that? I I mean, I know Kelly Rowland was in Jason versus Freddy. Wait, hold on. I want to look it up. I don't know where my phone is. We're going to look it up. But I'm, I think I could be wrong. From Justin. Yes. To to Kelly. Kelly. Let's do cast. Nope, I was wrong. Nope. (laughs) Kelly Rowland is not in that. No, you you said said Michelle 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 Williams. Oh. Yeah. Michelle Williams. No, nobody. Michelle Williams. Nobody from Destiny's Child is in this movie. I don't know why. Oh, hang on. There's more. There's more. Let's see. Robert Hoffman was in it. I always thought he was hot too. I don't know who that is. He was in, I think, the second. Step up. Rashida Jones. No, 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 it is not. (laughs) That is Becca Switzer. She was dancer number twenty-four. James, I cannot believe that you've not brought up the OC. Oh, you're right. Because that was around the same time of Laguna Beach, too, right? Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. Yeah, we talked about gossip. Bro. <laughs> what is wrong with us right now? We talked about gossip, girl, but we did not talk about its predecessor, the OC. Did They were on at the same time, though, right? But I think the OC started first and then the Gossip Girl. I know there's crossover between the two series. Oh, was there? Gossip Girl started in 2007. The OC was 2003. So that was... Oh, so the OC was over before Gossip... Because the OC was only four seasons, right? I believe so. So So they went from the OC right into Gossip Girl, probably, it seems like. They're written by the same person... And the parents in the OC and the parents in Gossip Girl knew each other when they were teenagers. Okay. So there's like a episode where they, it's like a flashback to what the parents in the OC's like childhood or whatever. Okay. Or maybe it's the Gossip Girl. I don't. I don't know. But there is crossover. You know what the OC gave us? Um, Olivia Wilde. It. The OC did give us Olivia Wilde. Um. It also ripped my heart out. At almost maybe even in a worse way than Degrassi in season three when they killed Marissa. Spoiler alert! Um, they did the the other. They did. They also did the thing where they kill a very beloved character to get lots of ratings. And and she got in a car wreck, and her boyfriend was holding her in her arm. They had just gotten in a fight, and he, and he was holding her in his arms, and she was dying. And it played that um, Imogene Heap song. Hide and seek. Where are you? 
And <laughs> I don't know that. I don't the, know that song. The night that that aired, we actually were seeing Imogen Heap. Oh, at, at Sundown in the City. Yeah. You're right. And it rained and it was beautiful. That does sound like a magical moment. That's a local, like, early 2000, 2000s thing is Sundown in the City. Did you ever go to Sundown in the City? I did not. Uh, unfortunately, I think I was still too young to go to that. I mean, it people, went on for a while. People brought children there. Oh, well, we grew up in Loudoun and my, (laughs) my parents were not going to anything like that. We went to a lot. I we saw, I saw Sleater Kenny at Sundown the City, Jump Little Children. I think Arrested Development twice. Blues Traveler. Yeah, we, there was a lot of, but it got too big. It was in Market Square and they're just, the last year they had it, it was just so many people that it just became too much. Yeah, it was just too much and they had to stop doing it. Now, the 2000s for adult movies. <clears throat> and let me let me go ahead and say this. Adult movies? When I Or are, movies for adults. Listen. <laughs> so, we'll we'll get back to that. When I was doing my research, I typed in popular adult movies in the 2000s <laughs> and let me tell you what popped up. Porn. Yeah, duh. I'm at work. <laughs> Luckily on my personal computer, and that's what pops up. And I quickly had to exit out of that page because my door was open and I didn't want anybody to walk by and think that I'm looking at vintage porn. Well, who you said vintage porn when you were talking about porn from the early 2000s. I mean, nowadays, <laughs> I feel like it is kind of vintage, is it not? Well, you're right, but it doesn't hurt any less. No, I think... 25 years has to have it's 20 or, or something i mean according in in the like vintage clothing game it's 20, 20 years okay. yeah but d- is there a difference between movies if it when it becomes vintage N- no but i'm just saying oh well, i'm just saying porn in 2000 is very different from porn in 2009 probably yeah they started doing like cgi and stuff <laughs> cgi putting any, dinosaurs into things any and... gay two of my favorite movies came out of the 2000s. Can you guess what they are? Yeah, Mean Girls. That's one. Hope Floats? No. <laughs> the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah. I was just watching that the other day while I was unpacking. I will watch that anytime I'm flipping through channels. If it is on, I yeah, will sit I'll down stop and watch, and watch that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. We quote it a lot, too. Yeah. We quote Mean Girls a lot, too. We, I, think, I feel like we were quoting Mean Girls... Just like an hour ago. I probably at least twice a day quote Mean Girls. Still, 20 years later or however long ago. Almost 20 years. I think it came out in 2006. You know, that's for whatever reason the only one I didn't write down in the year for. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 2006. Because I I remember everyone in my life going to see Mean Girls before me and saying... You have to go see this movie because you are in this movie. Like Carrie King's Damien? mom was like, "This, this, I saw Mean Girls and James is in it." Like, yeah, Damien was a really good character in Mean Girls. Out of out of the clique, the the main three, who would you who would you say were, the, were your favorite one? Uh, out of like Caddy and, well, I guess you I guess you can include four Caddy. And then Regina George. Oh, of the actual Mean Girls? Uh, yeah, the plastics. I mean, I would probably hang out with Karen. She 
she didn't really seem to have any faults. She was the only one who like wasn't a terrible person. A terrible person, yeah. honestly. I mean, she was just dumb. I guess yeah. really Gretchen wasn't either. She was just like easily led into by being, Regina. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was in high school and those were my classmates, Miss Norberry is who I would be hanging out with. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm assuming because you take your wig off when you get drunk. Yes, I, your Nana and I have that in common. <laughs> Um, also Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I loved I those also did not age quite as well as we would like them to. Yeah. But I did really love the Charlie's Angels movies for sure. But I've been a fan of Drew Barrymore since I was a little kid. I've always always loved Drew Barrymore for sure. Yeah. Well, I think like a, I've grown to like her more because some of the movies you have shown me with her in them. Yeah. Like, what was that one that you played for Queer Cinema Club that you also showed to me at the house? Oh, Boys on the Side. Loved that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's such a good movie. Even though it it was sad in some parts, it was it was a, a great movie. I loved it so much. Well, and the thing about that was that, like, Drew Barrymore had done a lot of acting when she was a kid, and she struggled with addiction at, starting at, like, age 10. Which is... Super depressing. Boys on the Side was kind of like her showing Hollywood, like, I'm not that. That's not me anymore, you know? Yeah. And now look where she is. She's got better, a talk show. Better than Oprah. Yeah. She's got a... She's got a ah, okay. Well, is she better than Oprah? Well, I don't want to get into Oprah and The Rock and the rock. that whole thing right now. I don't even we like can't, The Rock. We'll talk about later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, them. <laughs> they made a TikTok about... You know, like money going to Hawaii. And they said, we heard that Dolly Parton gave a bunch of money to her community in the wake of a tragedy. And we wanted to do the same thing. And then they said, we started a foundation. So they were like, we saw that Dolly Parton gave a bunch of money. And we want Hawaii to have money, but we don't want to be the ones to give it to them. You guys should be the ones to Is give it Oprah to them. Is Oprah Winfrey from Hawaii? She, I think she lives there now. She has a lot of land there. What? Yeah. That, I feel like that is... Problematic. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't mean to get Random? into like like politicky stuff, but it did. It really it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. That they were like, "We want to help. Give us your money for Hawaii." And people are like, "Oprah, why don't you do it?" And yeah, she may she's... have, but like. I feel like she's the richest woman. Not maybe not the richest woman, but she's she's, definitely one of them. Yeah, she's got billions. She could definitely send quite a bit of money and still be just fine. Anyway, that's that's none of our business. We got to take a break. (laughs) We barely got through the movies. We still have some more. We, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we talk about when we come back. Hey, James, can you hand me that microphone cord on the bottom shelf? I sure can. Oh, no. I ripped a huge hole in my pants. Well, that's embarrassing. What am I going to do, Matt? I wish there was somewhere I could find reasonably priced work clothes in a pinch. Haven't you heard of the Knox Pride Thriftique? I haven't. What's that? The Knox Pride Thriftique offers unique vintage finds and your everyday clothing and accessory needs. Plus, every dollar spent helps fund programs at Knox Pride. That sounds pretty great, Matt. What are their hours? The Knox Pride Thriftique is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Stop in or visit knoxpride.com for more information. 
And we're back. James told me that there is still more movies that he wants to talk about There's from the 2000s. There's so many movies. Let's just like rapid fire movies that we love from the 2000s. Okay, well, uh, Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved Go. Um, have you ever seen Go? I don't think so. Oh, we need to watch it. It's like, it's one of those like, are you sure we didn't watch that together? Go? Yeah, it's like... It's the the same story told from the perspective of like five different characters, and it has like Katie Holmes and uh, we did watch yeah, that Sarah movie. Polly's in it, yeah. Because I remember the whole whenever they were leaving that party, and that girl who, who oh, was yeah. it that gets hit by the car, Sarah Polly, yeah. Wild, yeah. And there's uh who else is in that movie? Um, Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. Jane Krakowski Jane has Krakowski. a small part in it. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, a very young Melissa McCarthy, has a very small, like, two-line part in that. Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs, yeah. It's a great movie. I highly recommend Go. And it's also got a banging soundtrack. What else? What else from the early 2000s? Or 2000 to Legally Blonde. Yeah, Legally Blonde. I love I, Legally Blonde. I love all of the Legally Blonde movies. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them. I can't wait for another one. Yeah. Um, what else? Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body, Jennifer's body, which is one of my favorite. We watched that at Queer Cinema Club. She's the man. Oh, for, I mean, so much love to Amanda Bynes. First still, of all, still to this day, I love. Amanda yes, Bynes. I wish nothing but the best for her. Uh, I think about her often. What is what to a tie just... it into queer issues? Have you ever heard any of the interviews or things that she's said about being in She's the Man? Uh-uh. No. She talks a lot about how she had gender dysphoria. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, you should Oh, I'll have to up. talk about that. Or, but, I mean, I'll have to read that. There was also Napoleon Dynamite, which that was a very popular movie I back in the Napoleon day. I love Napoleon Dynamite. It, I grew up in the 90s watching, like, indie films. Yeah. And there seemed to have been, like, a slump in those maybe for a long time. And Napoleon Dynamite was, like... The first movie to come out in a while, I felt that had that like independent film style to it, and then it took off and they played it everywhere. And then, but you know who's in that? The other Duff. The other Duff. Yeah, Haley Duff is in that. Hillary's sister. She plays Summer. No. Oh yeah, it is Summer. That's her character's name, Summer. Okay. Yeah. 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 She wasn't. She wasn't the. The friend. She was the girl that Napoleon had a crush on. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. When he's like, I caught you this delicious bass. Oh my God. <laughs> I, and that talk about a quotable movie. I probably still, I, a lot of times I still will say like, if there, if it gets quiet and conversation stops, I'll just go, I bet you I could throw this football over that mountain. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm feeding Frankie, I'll say, Tina, you fat lard, come eat your supper. Tina, you fat lard. <laughs> So when he throws that the action figure out the out the bus, <laughs> when he holds it with a string, <laughs> he goes, "Grandma says you have to leave because you're eating all the steaks." <laughs> or, or what is he? <laughs> you're ruining my life and you're eating all the steaks. <laughs> it's so good. We should also watch that soon. You know what movie I kind of liked too back in the day? Barbershop. I never saw that. No. Uh. Uh-uh. I never saw. I've never seen a lot of really good movies. <laughs> Barbershop I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only just now realizing that, I guess. Well, I always feel like that because you guys were always like, have you seen this movie? Have you seen this show? And well, I'm like... Sometimes we're talking about things that came out before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i the token young 
young friend in the group, I guess. Yeah. That's okay, though. Oh, it's okay. I keep, I keep you all young. You'll be old someday. No, I'm already old. I, I have two <laughs> I have two husbands that are in their 40s. I feel like I'm just in my 40s already. I feel like I've aged quickly. We can we can just skip you right into your 40s if you want. We it, have that power. I feel, I feel like it's okay. Is we this do. considered rapid fire move when you're talking no, about movies? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Was there any other movies that you liked in the 2000s? I'm sure there was, but we need to move on because nobody wants to listen to a three-hour podcast about our favorite movies from the early 2000s, I guess. Okay, <laughs> last one. It was a kid's movie. Do you remember the movie Dinosaur? Is it really sad? I think so. I, I, I vaguely remember it. I remember the toys that McDonald's gave out from that time period. Let me bring it up real quick. So not Land Before Time, but, but dinosaur. dinosaur. I think I know what you're talking about. Hang on. I am. Is I, it Disney? No, I don't think it was Disney. And maybe possibly CG. Maybe. Remember, it was this. You remember this toy? From the movie? No. No? I don't remember that at all. The movie was the movie was called Dinosaur. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Excuse us while we do research we didn't do before recording. Uh, it was Disney, apparently. Remember that at all? No. Oh, yeah. It is definitely CG. Is that like the... Is it Pixar? It just says Walt Disney on it the cover. It's not Pixar. I just remember that movie because of the toys that were given out at, at McDonald's. Anyways. Well, speaking of toys. But it's the land before time. The, the synopsis of this movie the, is an orphan well, dinosaur mean, raised by lemurs joins an arduous trek to a sanctuary after a meteor shower destroys his family home. That, that is the is, land before time. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, how many different plots can you make about dinosaurs? <laughs> honestly. I mean, there was, like, how many, like, Seven or eight Land Before Time a, movies? A lot. I only saw the first and maybe the second one. Yeah. But I remember Pizza Hut having toys for Land Before Time. They had these little hand puppets. Vinyl. And, yeah, vinyl hand puppets. Huh. Well, that was before my time. Well, let's talk about other toys from the 2000s. What what kind of toys came out in the 2000s? That was a great segue, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, the best toys from the early 2000s came out in 2001, and that was the Bratz dolls. Yeah, I like Bratz dolls. I played with Bratz doll, Brat dolls whenever I was... I did, too, when I was in my early 20s, but I definitely owned Bratz dolls. I was eight. I feel like sometimes you say that just to hurt my feelings. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but that was when I was uh, exploring my queerness, and I would all we, me and my mom would always go to like the dollar store or something, and I would always like quote unquote pick out a Barbie for my sister, and then to sell the story, even though it was for me, I would sell the story to the cashier while I was speaking to my mom, going like, "Stephanie would love this Barbie, wouldn't she?" <laughs> Knowing it was for me. <laughs> But yeah, I I've met your sister, and I'm going to assume she did not play with dolls. <laughs> she did not play with dolls. She was very athletic. I was quite the opposite. <laughs> but I like Bratz dolls. There was one of my favorite things was, because I'm a, a, a techie, uh, iPods came out That's in 2001. Yeah, but it's, it, I mean, is it not? Okay, uh, well. No, especially not then. I mean, but was, we, but I do have some tech on my list for later. Okay, well, put a pin in it. We'll come okay. back to it. Um, <laughs> let's see the some 
I had on my list, was, there was a Star Wars Force lightsaber that came out in 2004. Wasn't really into them then, but I mean, light. You'd like it now? I do like them now. Did you do Webkins? No, what is that? It was like, I don't know, <laughs> because I was too old. But I did have some adult friends who liked Webkins. Did you have Webkins, JD? No, I was a Neopets guy. Is that the same kind of concept, though? I don't know. Webkins were like stuffed animals that you adopted and then you registered them online. And then I think that there were some like very early archaic games you could play online with your Webkins. So Neopets did not have physical toys, but it was like a pet you had online and you, oh, you okay. played games to earn coins to get things for them. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, here's one that I played with. You probably didn't. Um, Beyblades. <gasps> Beyblades. I used to love those. Do you remember those? A little bit, actually. That looks familiar. Those were really fun because you could also buy like the little stadium for them, and then you and your friend would battle in the stadium. Because if you played like on a tabletop, it would it could just go anywhere. But the stadium made it a little bit more. Fun. It was it was it was tops for boys. Is what it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But boys love tops. Oh, you're right. Why am I gendering tops? <laughs> a top can be any gender. Or someone who likes tops can be any gender. <laughs> I have silly bands written down. I think the whole world was crazy for silly bands. I did like silly bands. Because it was like, they could be just different things, right? Like there was animal yeah. ones. There they were, were shapes. all different. Yeah. But it really meant like if you had like one shape with us, like the Titanic and you gave it to somebody, that meant something. Like the Titanic one was rare. Really? Yeah. There was a Titanic silly band. Yeah. Was it the was it the shape of the boat? It was the, the shape door? of the Titanic. Oh, okay. Not not the movie Titanic, the actual Titanic. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, you you never know. I mean, it could just be a door, a silly band that's a door, or yeah. a silly band shaped like an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring silly bands back. Okay. Don't say fidget spinner. I did not know those came out in two thousand five. Yeah, they didn't get popular until after that, though. But I guess I didn't realize that either. Fidget spinning. Video Now. That's I've got that written down. That was like um, Hit Clips, but it played little short videos. Did you have that, JD? You had Hit Clips, though, didn't you? I did not have Hit Clips, but I had Sea Watches. Oh, yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Very do, similar. do you know what a Sea Watch is, Matt? I do not. It was a watch that... They had them for different bands, like different pop groups, and it would play a very like black and white pixelated version of certain videos. And I had the Britney Spears one that played Oops, I Did It Again. I love that yeah. for you. I Matt is currently looking at a list on his computer, and I looked at that list earlier today, and it was making me angry because I googled like popular toys from 2000 to 2010 or whatever, and it gave me this list that was like, skip it, which has been around since like the dawn of time and or like the slinky was on that like yeah tamagotchi's on yeah here. i feel like these are before the 2000s well definitely the slinky <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's one that is 2000 toys archives see like it's got tickle me Elmo on that but i remember having a tickle me Elmo in the 90s like yeah a sit and spin i feel like that's before the 2000s Mad Libs. Mad Libs were created in like the 1940s. <laughs> There's Light Bright. I know that one for sure was the 90s. Yeah. I remember having that. Don't trust this kid. list. Yeah. This what is about, I remember Mycene dolls. They were like kind of like elevated Barbies. They were like 
twice the price. Do you remember those? Since my you love dolls, dolls so much. I don't remember mine, my scene dolls. Oh, they were like pretty. They had better fashion than Barbie and they were like, they, they cost more. I don't know what this list is, but it is just stupid. not. It's, it's not accurate. I think, though, probably the most like quintessential thing from 2000 to 2010 when it comes to like any sort of toy or like activity has got to be the Razor scooter, right? Oh, that was probably yeah. like the biggest fad, right? I I loved the Razor scooter. I it, didn't, but <laughs> except for when it would come back and smack you in the shin and you yeah. thought you thought you shattered your shin. It was it was so traumatic. I don't know that I I think maybe one time I tried to ride a Razor scooter and that was it. But when I was a kid I never like I've never roller skated ever in my whole life. And I think I rode a bike like four times when I was a kid because I just uh, didn't want to fall. Well, I just that's... didn't. I just was afraid of hurting myself, so I never did things like that. Plus, when I was like little, like when I was like, well, when I was like a preteen and a teen, I thought I was going to be an actor when I grew up, and I just didn't want to mess up my face. Well, that's that's a valid excuse then. I'm just going through another list, and there's something so many that things. bridges toys and technology would be the PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a couple game systems on here. I've got the Nintendo DS, which came out around that time, and also the Game Boy Advance. Um, I remember you having this one, the DDR Dance Mat. Oh, yeah, for yeah. my PlayStation 2. Yeah, for your PlayStation <laughs> 2. Um, Guitar Hero. This is when we first saw Guitar Hero, which led to Rock Band. I have the iPod Nano on here because that's the one that I had. Uh, I think, you know, I remember getting one for Christmas uh, one year and I did not know how to put music on it. So here I am on a Windows computer trying to put it through like Windows Media Player. And I was like, why is this not working? And then after a very lengthy Google search, because it took forever back then, I finally realized how to do it. I am almost positive that my first iPod was a shuffle and then it came from JD when he upgraded to something else. I think he gave me a shuffle. And you know what's really, I don't know, interesting? <laughs> uh, people use iPod shuffles as accessories now. What? For yeah, what? Like, like hair clips and hair stuff clips. like that. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah they're, they go for kind of more than what they're worth because of that on eBay and things like Even that. Even original iPods, if you look on eBay, people are selling them for excessive amounts of yeah. money. You know, we just got the U-Haul pod at the house and when John unpacked some of it, there was an iPod classic in there. It might be mine. <laughs> and it it's might possible. be worth money. Oh, right. I had, a, I had a classic. That was the... I bought, I bought that with a student loan. <laughs> I love that. There was also an iPhone 3 in there. Um, because the I, the original iPhone came out in 2007. So this was a really around the time, like 2006, 2007, when smartphones became yeah. a thing. And the what the MacBook, the, were they called MacBooks? What were the like clamshells? iBooks. The iBooks. Oh, and the, and the original iMac that were in the, like, that's another thing we should talk about is clear plastic technology. <laughs> yes, that was like the biggest. <laughs> but if they offered me a clear plastic iPhone right now, I would... Uh, absolutely buy it. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I there are people online who take those old 
MacBooks and iMacs and they take everything out and they make it so you can put your iPad in them and they put a keypad in them. It looks so cool. Yeah, but they're like $1,500 yeah. plus. They're it, so expensive. It's the same amount to buy a MacBook now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even, it doesn't even come with the, the iPad. iPad. No, <laughs> it's, it's just the case. It's just the case and a keyboard. I was not using Apple products very much back then. I was using like the iPad Shuffle. I remember having uh, an MP3 player that was called a Rune. Uh, Zune? I also had that too. I also remember my Nikon Coolpix camera. Yes. That you used to have to like, I mean, you used to have to take pictures on that and then plug it into your computer in order to put it on your social yeah. media. <laughs> um, do you guys remember, it, I think it was a Verizon phone. It was the chocolate. Yeah. I was just about to say the LG chocolate. One of my favorite phones I've ever had in yeah. my life. And Razer phones and... Blackberries. Before we were at, before we were an iPhone family, we were a BlackBerry family. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember my dad bought me one time. It was the Envy. Do you guys remember what that one phone was? I do. Uh, so it was. I think I had an Envy too, actually. I remember him getting me that phone because I really wanted the Sidekick. I wanted the Sidekick so bad, but my parents wouldn't switch from Verizon to T-Mobile for me, um, <laughs> and. So he got me the Envy, and it, it was cool because it was a full keyboard phone. But we were we did not have a texting plan. So there was one month we got our phone bill, and it was over a thousand dollars because me and my Jeez. sister were texting, and we didn't know we didn't have a phone like a texting plan because that you had to have one of those back then, and yeah. I, I remember <laughs> I remember having that phone for a month, and then my dad disconnected our lines. <laughs> Do you remember, speaking of phones and things like the sidekick, the Nokia Engage? No. I don't. Mm. Show me. Show to me. It yes. Was, it was the one oh, that was supposed to be like a, mo a mobile gaming system. It was so space-agey. <laughs> oh, my I wanted, gosh. I remember those from, like, GameStops back then because i wanted one so bad we'll post some pictures of some of the stuff we've been talking about too like we did for the this last makes episode. me feel nostalgic because this is this was literally was my upbringing and see and it's but it's funny that you have a story about getting in trouble for texting too much on your family plan because i i'm from a generation where my first i'm my first cell phone i bought and paid for myself like cell phones didn't exist when i was still living it yeah. with my family I mean, granted, like, that wasn't, like, my first phone. I remember my first phone being, like, a, a brick Nokia phone that was prepaid, yeah. like, track phone type days. Yeah, mine was a Nokia, and I had a snap-on faceplate that was purple plaid. It was the Nokia 5185i, specifically. Damn. Still one of the most popular cell phones of all time. Uh, I could see that, because it was indestructible. Oh, yeah, I threw that thing so much when I was angry. I, I threw that thing because of 9-11. Well, well, we're coming up on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember having a SpongeBob, like, snap-on case for my Nokia. And I remember seeing the guy I had a crush on whenever I was in elementary school at, like, Target or Kmart or something. And I remember walking up to him and, like, showing that off. And now when I think about that, it was like the stupidest thing I could have done as a kid was to walk up to my boy crush and tell him about my SpongeBob case on my Nokia phone. 
All right. Well, enough ranting about Nokia and their cell phones. Should we take another break? Yeah. Let's take one more break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about clothing and music. Yeah, we'll wrap it up with fashion and music. James, do you have any idea what time it is? Um, 6.18. It is calendar time. Calendar time. Pew. Mew, mew. Pew. On September 7th, we've got Knox Pride Drag Night at the Holistic Connection, hosted by Jules. That's at 8.30 until 10. On September the 8th, we have Rainbow Teen Social Group from 6 to 8 p.m. September 9th, we've got Knox Pride Presents the Trans NB Support Group from 1 to 3 p.m. And then later that evening from 6 to 8, we've got Rainbow Teen Serenity Social Group. September the 11th, we have Social Dance for Everybody from 6.30 to 8. September 13th, we've got Knox Pride and South Press Presents our Karaoke Nights. That's from 6 to 9 at South Press. September 14th, we have Knox Pride and the Tennessee Theater Presents Pass the Mic from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Also, we have our bi-weekly Dungeons & Dragons meetup from 5 to 9 p.m. And we have our Queer Night Market from 6 to 9 p.m. And that's at South Press. On September 15th, we've got Knox Pride and South Press Presents Bingo, hosted by yours truly. That's from 7 to 8.30 at South Press. September the 16th, we have Knox Pride Presents Home Buying and Selling with Joanne Owens, James's mom, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Also, we have our silent disco Neon Moon 90s Country Dance Party, say that fast, from 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. On September 18th, we've got Queer Cinema Club. We're going to be watching Fear Street 1978, and that's from 7 to 8.30 p.m. September 20th, we have Knox Pride and South Press presents Karaoke Nights from 6 to 9 p.m., and that's at South Press. And on the 22nd of September, we've got Rainbow Teen Social Group from 6 to 8, and then Knox Pride presents Golden Girls Trivia at South Press from 6.30 to 9. For more information on these events and more, visit knoxpride.com. Okay, so something that we cannot skip over when talking about the early aughts is the fashion. Because fashion was a lot like it is now, I think, all over the place. People were just wearing whatever they thought was cool and comfortable. And at the time, I didn't realize how important and freeing that is. But now I do. So I'm glad that we're sort of like sitting in in that space again. Yeah. But... There was a lot of wackadoo fashions yeah. in that first 10 years of the 2000s, for sure. Uh, some stuff that I didn't even know what it was until I looked it up. Oh, yeah? Well, especially... So let's kick it off with the whale tail. The whale tail. I had no idea what that was until you had to explain it to for me. For those of you who don't know what the whale tail is, that was wearing... That was the combination of low, like below the hip bone... Jeans usually flared at the bottom. Low rise boot cut yeah. jeans. Low rise <laughs> boot cut jeans with a high cut thong underneath. Yeah. Exposed. And it gave the illusion of a whale's tail. Yes. How? And that's how it got its name. I 
I'm into it. That was also probably the heyday of the lower back tattoo as well. Oh, I would assume for sure. The tramp stamp, as some people would call it. Some people would call it that. There was a lot of other things. One of my favorites was Juicy Couture Velour tracksuits. Yeah, suits. that was a big thing. And the Juicy Couture Velour purses. Yeah. And again, some of you may know this or may not know this, but I work in vintage fashion and all of that. If I had a Juicy Couture tracksuit, I would put a $250 price oh, absolutely. on it. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I, th- I feel like I remember recently about this coming back or it was like something to that equivalent where there was like words written across your butt yeah. on the back of the essentially Sophie shorts. Yeah, um, Sophie shorts with stuff written on the back. Yeah, uh, All of my girlfriends wore the Sophie shorts. I remember something something about that recently, them coming back into fashion. Yeah, was like, it's not surprising. It's a flashback, and I love it. it uh, Von Dutch, lots of Von Dutch, Ed Hardy. The trucker hats of the Von trucker Dutch. Hats, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can thank the, Paris Hilton for that. Yeah, yeah, everybody shopped at the buckle, except for me, because they didn't go over a certain size of the buckle. I'm not a big fan of buckle anyways. But, Vera Bradley purses. Oh, Vera Bradley purses. <laughs> That's true. I worked at a coffee shop in the mall, and we even had like Vera Bradley like coffee cups there. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a big thing for sure. Lots of uh, like mixing business and casual. So like maybe like um, a really nice top that's clearly for like the office, but with like wholly ripped up jeans. Yeah, you know, like. Lots of heels, very high heels with jeans. That was a big thing. Girls um, wearing like layered shirts. Yeah, or or guys, the layered polos. I would oh, go. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would go to the carousel wearing three polos with all three collars popped, sweating my ass off. Yeah, sweating my ass off. Especially with, in that uh, carousel one or carousel two. They're the, they were the same. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that big dance square. Yeah. yeah. Down, the downstairs dance floor. Yeah. That th- three polos would make yeah. you yeah. sweat it all three off. Three polos, uh, probably an American Eagle trucker cap, some jeans that were too long for me, and flip flops. It's probably what I was wearing. I'd love to see that. I'll I find was, you a picture. <laughs> I was wearing a lot of girl clothes then i think like i was yeah. wearing a lot of like low rise yeah jeans you were way, you were tops. you were way more into the into the the uh mix of like feminine and masculine but that was when i was still like i'm not like other gay guys <laughs> oh i'm masculine or whatever oh I don't james know. I remember wearing a lot of long sleeve button-ups with t-shirts over them that was a thing Velour, all kinds of yeah, velour. Yeah, velour. Any yeah. kind of velour Gadzooks. we could get our hands on. Oh, <laughs> I loved Gadzooks. Uh, has something on here that Crocs came out in the early 2000s? Yeah, I remember when Crocs first came out and everyone was kind of like grossed out by them. But they, I think Crocs are way more popular now than they've ever been, mm-hmm. for I sure. I still despise them. I like them. I just sent uh, JD a link. They, they're doing, you know, the cereals like Franken... Frankenberry and Blueberry, yeah. they're doing Crocs for those ghost cereals, monster cereals. And then JD um, wears them still to this day. I'm wearing them right now. I'm <laughs> currently wearing them. That was the first thing I noticed when you walked in here today. I was like, oh, God, he's wearing Crocs. Something that I have on my list, uh, Heelys. Do you remember Heelys? I do remember Heelys. I never the had sho- any. The shoes with the wheels in them. God. 
You had Heelys, didn't you? No, I always wanted a pair. I actually have been looking at them recently because they still make them, and they do go up to a size 13. Oh, <laughs> you should get some for the Pride Parade. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so much fun. Oh. God, Heelys were the thing back in the yeah. day. I remember seeing those like at the mall, like during school, and I I was envious. Oh, they got outlawed at the mall. You weren't allowed to have them there. Yeah. No, um, no skateboards, no scooters, no, no heelys. <laughs> and then lots of accessories. The early the early two thousands were very much about just like overloading yourself with jewelry and things like that. Chokers, big, chokers everywhere. Yeah, big chandelier earrings, ankle bracelets, toe rings, lots of toe <laughs> rings. Oh god, <laughs> on every toe. Every toe. I think my mom used to wear a toe ring. Oh. <laughs> belly chains. Oh, yeah, belly chains for sure. Like low-rise pants facilitated a lot of other terrible fashion things yeah, that came out of that. For sure. Ugh. And then fashion, fashion was also like very influenced by musicians and music and the music video, which I guess they still make music videos, but it's not like it used to be. Like it wasn't no. like a big event. They didn't create an entire show about how somebody made a music video like they did back in the day. It did you ever watch that show? The the MTV, like what was it? The making of the video? Is that what it was called? I don't think so. But I remember like watching music videos on yeah. MTV like in the morning. Remember when Kelly Rowland got pissed off that was it Nelly didn't write her back on Microsoft Excel or something like that? No. There's, there's, there's a video where she is saying, text me back where you at, and you see the screen of the phone, and it is most certainly an Excel workbook that she is texting. <laughs> is it in a video? Yeah, or? It's in, video. It's in the video. Oh, I thought she meant like in real life. No. What song was it? That you remember that when she was writing in Microsoft Excel. Oh my god. And she. What song is that? Um, let's see. That is that a Destiny's was... Child song or was it Nelly no. and Kelly Rowland? It was. A, it was a Nelly and Kelly Rowland song. I'm looking. Let's see. Dilemma. Was I it Dilemma? I don't remember that. I want to say yeah, it was Dilemma. Yeah. Because yeah, Nelly made the the one band aid iconic back then. Oh too. yeah, yeah. I I just when I was doing research, I just made a list of all the songs that like got me really hype. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I do. Uh, Umbrella. Okay. Is one of them. Love Rihanna. Um, that was me and Dustin's song for a long time. Yeah. Our friendship song, not a romantic song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey y'all! Everybody got hyped for Hey y'all. Poker Face. I remember the first, like, hearing Lady Gaga for the first time. I think JD yes. might have played her for the first time for me. I love Miss Gaga. And Sia, even back then, that that's probably when, like, Buttons and stuff came out. It, Maybe it, a the, little later than that. Yeah, the, she had the song that was in the series finale of Six Feet Under. That was kind of what catapulted oh, her okay. to... Toxic. Britney Spears' Toxic is Absolutely. on my list. Bye 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 is on my list. And then I just wrote X Tina exclamation point because I think if I had to pick an, my favorite album of like 2000 to 2010, it's probably Christina Aguilera Stripped. I loved that album. I, I remember listening to, to Christina Aguilera, but I couldn't tell you one song that was on that album. I saw her on that tour. With Justin Timberlake? The, the, just, the, the Justified Strip Justified Tour. Justified Strip Tour. And their opener was 
Black Eyed Peas, and it was right after Fergie had joined them. So, oh, yeah. I forgot that Black Eyed Peas existed before Fergie, and then they and then they acquired her. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know why I started laughing. Uh, but Buttons, and I never, I don't know why I started laughing. Buttons by Pussycat Dolls was my favorite song. That's ever. this time period, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, 2006. Embarrassing story about this song. Back when I was on MySpace, I would create lip sync videos to songs, and I would upload them to my MySpace, and they're still out there somewhere. I, I need you to find Yeah, we these. need to find these. I also used to make dancing videos because I was a big boy back then and I would just be sitting there and in my computer room at my parents house shaking my ass back there and I, I want to say at one point there was a mattress that was in the back just up against the wall and I was just holding on to that for dear life while I am shaking my ass to whatever song back then that's I, adorable I, i'll see if i can try to get into my space or at least try to find those videos because it is quite embarrassing what were you listening to back then dora the explorer <laughs> no and probably a lot of lady gaga britney let's see those really would be like the, probably the two main things i was listening to probably besides like and i want to say like high school musical probably came out back then Early two, th- early yeah, late 2000s. yeah. High School Musical definitely came out in the early. So 2000s. I was just listening to the soundtrack of that uh, on repeat. What was your favorite song? Was it "Gotta Gotta Gotta Keep Your Head in the Game"? No, I would probably say like the duet that Troy and Gabriella did at the beginning of the movie. Um, whatever that song was called, okay. it was beautiful. Was it Soren? Is that from the yeah. first one or the second? Yeah, that's one? from the that's from the first one. I've never seen a High School Musical. Oh, JD, I'll. You'll have huh? to watch them. They're so good. All of them are good, actually. I was listening to a lot of, like, Brit pop and Euro pop at that time. Yeah. Like some Spice Girls solo projects, some Emma Bunton yeah. and Mel C. What? I Turn to You. Or her, Mel C's cover of I Want Candy. That, I don't think I've ever mint. heard that. It's mint. It's good. Work It, Missy Elliott. Oh, Missy Elliott in general. Yes. Yeah, I for love sure. me some Missy. Um, There's so much we could never talk about all of it. It's just so much. Do you remember one thing by Emery? No. I'll have to play it to you because I can't play it to you while we're recording because we'll get demonetized. Um, are we? Are we monetized? We are monetized, <laughs> we I guess, kind of. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to get canceled. Um, well, Megan, the trainer is already coming for us. She so. is. <laughs> She's going to because of James. I almost said a cuss word about her. 50 Cent was really popular back then, too. I used to love me some I 50. was probably, I was listening to, like, old Sondheim cast recordings. And <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that, like, I do, I do owe a few people from that time period my, because I have pretty, I'm pretty well-rounded when it comes to my music taste, and it's pretty good. And a lot of that is because of JD and a couple other people who I met, like, in this time period, for sure. Yeah. And this, I guess, this is really where Beyonce started to, like, be a solo artist, too. Yeah. Irre- irreplaceable. Crazy in Love. Yeah. But I also used to love the, um, Destiny's Child. 
Bugaboo is one of the best songs ever written. <laughs> Independent Women. Yeah. The Charlie's Angels yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, Soldier. I really like that song by them. Let's listen to some Destiny's Child on the way home. Okay. You got it. I feel like we probably need to wrap it up. We've been rambling for a really long time, Matt. Yeah, I don't really have... I think I'm all 2000 out. There's a lot more, but... I want to know what our listeners' favorite things from the 2000s were. Like, favorite toys or music, games. Yeah, shoot us an email or just, like, comment on something on our social media. Yeah. Let us know what you were doing from 2000 to 2010. Favorite TV shows. Favorite movies, all that kind of thing. We didn't even talk about the Scream franchise, which began in the 90s, but the majority of it took place in the in the 2000s and 2010s. There's so much we couldn't even touch on. Those are your favorite movies, too. They are. They no are. ghost face. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode, y'all. And uh, we'll, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new one. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. We did unlock direct listener support, and that will be a link in the show notes. So any money you can throw at us to keep this podcast going, we would greatly appreciate that. Also, if you want to give us money and tell us specifically what to do with it, I'm down with that too. Yeah, we will take requests for your funds. Is that everything? I think so. JD, did we cover everything? I think it worked out really well. Okay. Well, until next time, we see you. We hear you. And and we we love love you. Knox Pride Podcast is produced by JD Davis, Matt Navarro Camp, and James Owens with recording and engineering by JD Davis. Knox Pride Podcast is a community driven effort, and we need your help. Please email us at podcast at knoxpride.com with any questions, ideas for guests, or suggestions on content. And don't forget to follow us at Knox Pride Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Knox Pride Podcast is brought to you by Knox Pride Network with funding from the United Way. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Knox Pride.